everybody near and far college football fans, we'd like to welcome you to another edition of Quick Slants, where we talk nothing but college football. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan, if you needed a reminder. And I'm here with my partner. We got Fred Purdue in the building. It's college football time. Fred, what's up? Man, uh, after a very calm week, I really, you know, I always look at media days as one of those that start, that unofficial start, especially SEC media day as the unofficial start to the college football season where all the rankings and the polls and predictions, all the stuff that we're going to say, oh, we were wrong like six months from now. All the stuff that we don't that we all these predictions of who's gonna finish first and who's gonna finish last and you know some of these we know but you know all that stuff we're gonna be wrong about later it's fun to talk about all of this happens right now but it it came and went so quickly and it was so calm most of these coaches kept their their silence for the most part and outside of Steve Spurrier going on some rant about some average quarterback who only completes 59% of his, his throws, uh, despite being going into his junior year, uh, winning, potentially winning a Heisman. I, I stopped listening at, 50, at, you know, him winning a Heisman, but, you know, and him not even coaching anybody. But, you know, that's, that's one of those things that, you know, it, it, you always get some quote that really just makes you laugh or, you know, or if it's Nick Saban where he just, you know, Nick Saban's that old man that he can get off my lawn, stops putting that stuff on my lawn, or, hey, you kids, stop doing that until his little grandson does it. Oh, that's the coolest thing in the world. And it's the same thing. Hey, we don't need a, we don't need college football expansion or Clemson's Clemson's this or Clemson's that, or we don't need this. We need this to change as far as rules. And then he starts going along with the rules. I hate the spread offense. What are we doing? We're running up tempo spread offense now. So it's always fun <laughs> to see. All right. So before we get into the sights and sounds and some highlights from these media day friends, I just want to, I want to remind everybody, now we haven't done it yet, but you have to stay tuned into um, upcoming episodes of Quick Slants. Um, just go to the War Room Sports Podcast Network at uh, warroomsports.com. But we need you to stay tuned because we will be dropping information in the next in the coming weeks about this year's college football pick'em contest. So make sure you stay in the loop. So you can get yourself in that game. We'll announce what the uh, prizes are going to be and, and all of that jazz. So just wanted to give that reminder before we got into sights and sounds. Fred, this is a freestyle got a conversation. One more. You forgot one. I got to throw the flag uh, on you before we – yeah, we got a little bit extra. We got a little bit of extra piece. Um, we have – you oh, know, I've always like – Yeah, <laughs> everyone says fantasy fo- – they love fantasy football at the NFL level. Well, we, we want to help the college folks out. So we have college football, fantasy football here. Uh, there's gonna, all the we'll, – we'll make sure we make some posts about it. But, you know – I've I haven't done one of these before, so this will be very interesting to see how you know I do against the field because we all know it's me against the field at all times. So um, <laughs> I encourage you guys to see you know go sign up. We'll make sure we put all of that stuff out on social media. Um, the draft date is actually going to be uh, the Monday before the season starts, so that'll be I think the, the 18th. 
if I'm if I remember correct, it's the 17th or the 18th. But all that information will get put up very soon uh, once everything is completely confirmed, and we have some nice prizes for you guys. Who knows? Well, somebody might if you win, you might actually have a chance to come host the show with us. We've never done oh. that before. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So like I said, this is totally on you because I know you know this is your wheelhouse. You were glued mm-hmm. to what was happening at these podiums behind these microphones. Um, Sights and sounds of media days. Give us some highlights. Oh, man. Uh, When I look at the media days that came out, came and went so quickly, uh, I look at I look at first the SEC, and we all know the SEC is the cream of the crop. That's when the season starts. They're not the first to go, but they're definitely always they're usually about the third day of because everybody has their media days around the same time they overlap and it's a lot to take in I wish I could be everywhere at one time but um when I look at Auburn you look at Gus Malzahn saying saying he's brought Derek Brown who Derek Brown is just a monster of a man he's going to be one of those top draft picks as long as he has he doesn't get hurt or anything crazy he's going to be one of those top defensive linemen that always come out of the SEC uh he's there they have a they call that a defensive brotherhood down there defensive lineman Derek Brown and and Marlon Davidson those guys are really going to tear it up down there but they have quarterback issues Jarrett Stidham's gone, but they're talking national championship. I'm not sure where that's coming from. I think the offense is going to struggle a little bit until they figure things out. Uh, on the other side, their rival Alabama, uh, Tua Tonga Viola, said that he's happy that they uh, lost. He, he saw he, he saw the glasses being half full versus half empty after losing to Clemson. He said he learned something from it. Uh, I think he he's trying to spin it in a, a positive way. Uh, he, for me, when I saw him last year, I said, man, he needs to check it down a little bit instead of being just, it's, it's bombs away for him. And I think he learned that a little bit more towards the end. Uh, and right. Alabama Clemson is becoming a rivalry. Can you believe I said that Alabama and Clemson, <laughs> because they've never really played before. Now it's becoming a rivalry and who knows, we may see a regular season game at some point, but for now you guys got to wait until the national championship game. And, at the, and I'm not making any picks, but it's assumed those two will meet up at some point at the end of the year. Um, Tennessee is quietly trying to build something. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt is making some some real moves. Quarterback is is now solidified. They, I think, the one thing that's going to be a, a challenge for them is on the defensive side. Trey Smith is a really good offensive lineman for them. Offensively, I think they're going to put up points, but defensively, that's where they're going to struggle a little bit. Georgia, nothing nothing more than the typical Kirby Smart. Very close to the vest, not a lot of talk. Um, they have some big-name players. Jake Fromm is going to his junior year. Um, big Jake! Yeah, he, he's – for me, I, I, they have to get over that hurdle that Georgia always has. They find ways to lose games, and Tobias knows this is more than anybody. I mean, they, they cough away games. They just choke them away so badly it's not even funny so uh in the ACC the national champs Clemson Tigers uh they were very quiet on things they were they they I think Dabo Sweeney's learning you know enjoy the moment but then keep grinding you know a couple days after it's back to it uh although one of their although one of their offensive linemen um I think his name is Jordan Simmons said that that Notre Dame was better than Alabama and 
Well, you you might have messed up, big fella, because you don't ever ever talk about Nick Saban, especially in his team. You don't say things so disrespect. That's just disrespectful. Don't be disrespectful to Alabama because at some point you may have to eat those words and you never know. Don't slip up, but they have a really potent offense coming back. Um, Florida state in the ACC, they're looking to rebound, maybe forget all of last year because Willie Taggart and company, they struggled mightily. They're off. You know how we talk about offensive lines are always the, the meat and potatoes of that of a team. You need that offensive line. Well, Florida State needs one. They have one of the best running backs in the country, but no one knows who he is because they have no offensive line. Their quarterback situation is bad, but they have a bright spot at wide receiver. Tamari and Terry was there, and he's on the Bolitnikoff watch list. If you haven't seen him, you probably haven't because their Florida State's passing game was terrible, but when they did hit, he was on the other end of things. Reminds me a lot of Josh Gordon before the alcohol and the drugs. He reminds well, look, me Chris, so much of Josh Gordon. It's not funny. Real quick, let me take you back to uh, Tua because I do have mm-hmm. his um, comments here. His, I have one quote. He said, quote, but I'm glad I had the opportunity to feel a loss like that, talking about losing to Clemson in the national championship game, because what can you learn from winning? You can't learn as much, but when you lose, you start mm-hmm. appreciating things a lot more. Many lessons have been learned from that loss. I wanted to get back to that. Just to see, yeah. I mean, because you, you glossed over it, but I wanted to get your thoughts about, you know, what it, does he have a point or, like, is it too late to talk like that since you've already come in and won a national championship? Um, is it too late to talk like that? Or does he have a point considering he's still in college, so maybe he's talking about this ideology for moving forward because – you know, he hasn't hit the big time yet, and he's he's going to have to, a lot of lessons to learn. I think that is a good lesson for him because if you ever look at these quarterbacks that are, and, and really teams in general that have so much success, they lose one or two games, and then they go through a little bit of adversity, and they don't know how to handle it, i.e. Right. USC with Matt Leinart and, and Reggie Bush. They don't. They never knew what it was like to lose until Texas. Um right. When it when they get when you get hit in the mouth like that, you know Nick Saban even said it that they didn't have the same intensity, they didn't have the same respect for Clemson, and I think he's he's just kind of taking taking the blame for it like every coach does. But for me, when I look at it, I say Tua's going to learn that he has to stay in the moment and be happy in the moment that he's there. He actually lost a little bit of weight. He was playing at about 230 last year. He's only about 6'1", 6'2", so he was playing a bit heavy. So he says he feels a little bit better. So I think he's putting more energy into being the best version of him he can be. And it's, you know, every a lot of these great players, and I really don't throw that – that word great around much, but as far as a college quarterback, he's pretty great. And they all have this chip on their shoulder. They create things in their head to, they're just built different. It's the Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant kind of deal where they're, everybody's sliding them. So they have to learn something from it. So he's right. learned, he's created something in his mind where he's learned something. And, 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 and you don't ever want to lose a game the way they lost the game. And I, I can see it. But, but it is humbling for, for, yeah, for guys is. who are never picked to lose, who don't lose much, 
you know, and have already been in this position. So I think, you know, lessons could definitely be learned from it definitely. if he's sincere. Like I said, sometimes these athletes get in front of a camera, get in front of a microphone, and say what they think we want to hear. You know, they get trained to say certain things. But if he means that, then there's definitely a lesson that could be learned from that. When you're not loose to, used to losing, you're about to go to a level where it's not going to be sweet like that every week. So you are going to have to figure out how you deal with taking losses um, in, in, in certain weeks. So definitely, yeah, you, can, you definitely. can learn a lot from it. Definitely. The one thing that stuck out to me throughout all of these media days, the only one I really didn't get a chance to catch yet is going to be, and I, I'll be reviewing the tape from these. I don't, I don't, I take certain quotes seriously, but most of it is just coach speak. A lot of the reporters, they don't really ask the questions you want them to ask, or they ask questions that are so irrelevant to the real headlines. So, you know, real (laughs) questions, real questions like like Super Bowl media day. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Questions I don't really – I don't care about Nick Saban's hip and can he play golf. I don't care. I, I want to know about that next D lineman. I know. I want to know about what the processes that are going on and, and what is being changed, new coaches. Those are the things I want to know about. But in the Big 12, Lincoln Riley, is he's, he's being tongue-in-cheek about it, but he said uh, that he – the quarterback position, Jalen Hurts, the, the former Alabama quarterback – uh, he doesn't have the job yet, and we all know he has the job right now. The, the only opposition he has is a, as a sophomore, uh, as well as a true freshman and Spencer Rattler, who was the number one quarterback in the country. But are you really believing that a senior is not a guy that transferred in as a senior? He's a senior, is not going to start. Uh, I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet. But you know, you have to give off give everybody a chance. He has to earn it in air quotes, but um, that's, that was the interesting part there. Right. And yeah, senior, some the, promises had to be made before you make that move. Yeah. Yeah. You're not just going there. Cause he could have gone anywhere in the country. He wanted to, he had places like Miami Clemson uh, as a backup insurance plan. He also had places like North Carolina, uh, Arkansas. He could have went to Auburn. He could have went to Florida. He could have went anywhere. Uh, Ohio State was even an option before Justin Fields got there. So, you know, when you have options like that and Oklahoma says, look, you, you're going to start, you just have to put – you just got to show up to practice pretty much. So I think he, he'll he actually benefit from that uh, if he wants to go to the NFL because you you have a chance to be the third straight Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, that offense is loaded. They have two really good running backs. They have a five-star wide receiver. Uh, and and Hazelwood coming in, he's going to be – he's I mean, he's a monster in himself. C.D. Lamb, I mean, they have pieces there uh, offensively. But he did – Lincoln Riley did say that the defense just has to get better. They they showed up in big moments. But, I mean, for me, have, showing up in big moments is not letting Texas drop 37 – or, I'm sorry, 27 points on you in the Big 12 championship game. That's not – to me, that's not showing up big, but they made a stop. If you consider that getting a stop when you need it, sure. I mean, you know your offense is going to put up at least 35-plus. So, uh, But the hook, speaking of Texas, uh, the Big 12 actually got something right. And, you know, I don't ever support the, the, the conferences because they always have things against these players. But they, they're letting the kids have a little fun. So typically in the Big 12 – any opposing team that scores a touchdown, they put the hook'em horns, horns, they point them down, and it's a celebration. And the Big Twelve said it's okay to do it, but don't do it at 
at Texas. Don't openly do it at Texas because they'll call a penalty. So they have, I guess they halfway got it right. These are little things that I personally don't care about as far as media days are concerned because they don't affect the game for the most part. Unless you're Will Greer and you're you're doing hook'em horns, pointing it down, and you're you're costing West Virginia 15 yard penalties on the kickoff, um, you know those are things that bother you. But uh, you know you have new coaches in the Big 12. Les Miles is back. He's at Kansas. Uh, he had he had a really awkward moment where his one of his his returning running backs is being uh, he's kind of off he's on the team but he's not on the team uh he he's in trouble for domestic violence against a female and you know he had to read a statement and it was really awkward because instead of just coming out coming off the you know when you when you come from the heart on something like that you know all you have to say is look we don't tolerate things like that again violence against women you know we we want to get him as much help as possible if he if if he he's guilty or whatever it is you have to say say that versus saying a prepared statement and then you're stumbling through the statement like you haven't read it already it was really awkward so right. Les Miles not a good start uh, TCU I don't wanna, um, has, TCU still circling you back to Tua but you got a question in the mm-hmm. chat room from Skyview One mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. says um, is Tua a pro caliber prospect now he puts pro in all caps so is he Ooh. a pro pro <laughs> basically what he's saying. Huh. I, I've struggled with this one because I and, and I've had prisoner of the moment times with him. At times I see Russell Wilson two point oh and then at times I'm like, he's he's gonna be a bust. Um I think it's somewhere in the middle. So yeah, I think he'll because quarterbacks get pushed up. And the, what's coming out next year isn't going, going to be as good as it was last year, and we don't know if last year is good yet. Uh, ask me that in three years. Will he be? A, he'll be a pro, but is he going to be good? Ask me that in three years. Right. And, and speaking of, you know, just his his physical attributes, he's listed at six one, two hundred eighteen pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, do you even think he's a legitimate six one? Yeah, he's a legit six one. Uh he's tall enough that the height isn't the problem. Physically he can he can spin the football. He has a good enough arm. The issues I have with him are he he tries to take the big play too much instead of just you know, the and I hate I know you're gonna hate this one, but my guy my guy Tom Brady, the one thing he does, <laughs> if nothing's there, what does he do? He checks it down. He's Check going down, to Charlie. check He's going to make the smart play and check it down because if you can't – my my favorite saying, and in, in, in you can apply this to any aspect of life, sports, business, whatever, you can't go broke making a profit. So if I'm getting four to five yards every single time, you can't stop me. So why not to – instead of throwing that deep down the field interception or tough throw in between three people – just take this little check down and go get five yards. Go get three yards and just nickel and dime your way down the field. Tom Brady's made a living off of it. Six Super Bowls later. Okay, that's enough about Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's the only issue I have with him is he, he just won't – sometimes you just have to nickel and dime guys down the field. All right, so your final thoughts about media days because we got to get up out of here. But uh, give me some final thoughts. Uh man, uh this one was quiet this this time around. I'm us- I'm usually expecting something crazy, some kind of um 
crazy quotes. Nick Saban was very mum about everything. Uh, South Carolina and Alabama are actually playing this year, and they, there was some banter back and forth. Nick Saban kind of praised Will Muschamp, but the last time they played, South Carolina whipped their tails, and and he's not going to let uh, – Saban's not going to let his players forget it. Um, and Ma- new Miami head coach Manny Diaz – uh, talked about quarterbacks. Uh, they have about four guys in the running for this for, for that position, and things are going to change. They're calling it the New Miami. Uh, they brought down. They just had a camp down south a couple weeks ago. They brought all the legends back as they always do: the Michael Irvins, the Warren Saps, the Gino Toretta's, the uh, the Jim Kellys of the world. Any the who's who of who's who on any NFL team from the early the late nineties to early 2000s, even the 80s, you know, those guys were there. And they're not just being there hanging around. They're coaching those camps. And I think Manny Diaz is really trying to change the culture. I'll believe it when I see it because I've seen this story before. All right. So do you agree? Um, Switching gears. uh, No Molly Quirum. (laughs) Do you agree with the assertion that Michigan – will be the favorites in the Big Ten this year? Um, or, have, or have we heard this story before? I think we've heard this story before. <laughs> All right, just checking with you before we get up out of here. Yeah, uh, I think we, we, we've heard this story before. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things I think you can kind of – Fred, you cut out. Can you hear me? Chat room folks, can you still hear me? Because I can't hear Fred. Either way, um, college football fans, thank you for, you know, joining us again for another edition of Quick Slants. Uh, You can definitely check out future episodes of the show as college football season gets closer to us. You can check out future episodes of the show at warroomsports.com. Just click on that warroomsports podcast network tab and if you're an nfl fan make sure you also check fred and i out at cover two um that is the nfl show cover two with mcmillan and purdue but until next time college football fans we are out of here